This week on Erotic Awakening, followers' needs that are not met, dragon kink, and a cookie just for me. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening Podcast is great for the support of our patron community, who receive ad-free early access to the podcast, as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters and our newest, Louis, Akisha, and Elizabeth. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Hey, I want to start off by shout a little shout-out of sorts on our newest, um, I guess it's our newest patron kink that we just put out there. You wrote a fantastic ebook called... Uh, what is it called? It's uh, something like um, How a Survivor Can Thrive in a Power Exchange Relationship. Yeah, and that is, I think it came out to be 17 pages mm -hmm. of not just experience, but also uh, some very clear guides to what to do if you have suffered through some past trauma. As a submissive. And as a submissive, how to deal with that in your current life. And mm -hmm. and that's really where we come from the um what we talk about going from victim to survivor to thriver. And we've been teaching that class for a number of years, but I just wanted to put that out there what a um a fantastic piece of work, very vulnerable of you that you've put out there. Currently it is uh, exclusive to our patrons, but we will include that when uh, we ever get done with this next Power Exchange book as well. Well, we're pretty close to being done with the next Power Exchange book. So just a little bit more writing, some editing and um, things like that. But yeah, it's going to be in there. And uh, it took a lot of work for me to be able mm -hmm. to to write that 17 pages. I mean, there's a little blurb in Living a Mess. Right. There's a little paragraph about mm -hmm. it. But our next book is 10 years later. So we've got 10 more years of stuff. And it's uh, it's it's no details per se. What it is, is um, tools and tricks and things that we've done to pull me out of spirals and stuff like that. And there's also some information in there about how masters, how taught, how leaders can help, mm -hmm. help their, their submissives. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, the, those that have read it already seem to um, find value in it. Yep. If that's something you, oh, listener might find a value, you can either pick up our new book when it comes out, which I really, to be blunt, I think we're at, oh, I think we'll see that out in the next three or four months. Uh, and if you don't want to wait and you don't want to become a patron subscriber, that's fine. Uh, actually, just join the patron long enough down or, you know, join it. Five bucks. Download the book <laughs> and then quit. That's, you know, if that's uh, what you want to do to get that book, that's fine. If you want to stay a subscriber and, uh, or a patron and continue to support us, of course, we are going to dig that. So, so with, our, our, you know, the support of our patrons helps us be able to do all the stuff it is that we do. It feels so, good, too. It feels good, too, yeah. Yep. So, Don, tonight on the podcast, we're going to talk about what a follower, submissive, slave, property, etc. does mm -hmm. when their needs are not being met. And when we talked about this before, one of the first things you had brought up was to make sure we they understand or, well, yeah, they understand the difference between a need and a want. True. So um, one of the things that you and I talked a lot about when we first started um, designing our relationship was the difference between a want and a need. And um, 
you know, I've got a lot of wants, but wants are negotiable, right? So, but needs are not. And and I have um, a few needs, and I bet on our original contract I had a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they've kind of over time, you know, over time they can change, oddly enough. And um, I don't know that I have as many needs as I used to, but um, I do. I do have a few. And if they're not met, things are not happy. I think it's hard for you because your needs are, in general, like you said, right? You've got a reduced number of needs, and in most part, you know, they're just automatic at this point that they're being met because we we've been doing this for a while, right? And talked a lot through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What 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 would you say? What's the difference between a need and a want? Give me an example of one of your needs versus one of your wants. Well, like I said, wants are negotiable, needs are not. So I have a need to have power exchange in my life. Mm-hmm. That is a need to have power exchange in my life. I have a preference. That that is you, you know, I have a want and a preference that it is you that provides the power exchange in my life. But Mm -hmm. I actually have a need for power exchange. Um, A want? Let's see. Gosh, I don't even remember what I wrote so many years ago. But I want to... Gosh, is that a need or a want? I was going to say, I need, I want to participate in BDSM play, but no, that's a need too. Um, (laughs) But maybe a want is the time limit on it. Mm -hmm. I want to participate in a BDSM scene at least once a week. Right. So, but that's a want that's negotiable. And that's going to be one of the trouble as, and we're going to get to, oh, listener, how to approach and what to do when those needs are not being met but you got to start off by recognizing what your needs are versus what your wants are Mm -hmm. and if your need is something like dawn just said i need a bdsm scene on occasion well that's that's going to be part of the conversation you're going to have because you know i might perceive that as well we did a bdsm two months ago Right. But really big scene. So I would say that, you know, we've done it occasionally. And, you know, you as the receiver might say, no, no, I meant weekly. Well, if that's not negotiated in, you know, you got to be able to define what that need is. So one of the things you're going to have to do if you want to figure out what, you know, that if you want to determine that your needs are not being met is to step back and really understand what the need is. Is the need a BDSM scene? And there's the challenge that a lot of people are going to have with this is that they haven't, they didn't. (sighs) Look, you guys can do your power exchange any way you want. I'm not going to tell you the right way or the wrong way. But one of the problems you may have if you don't sit down to start with and make a nice little contract and write things out and have this long conversation to get started is you may not really know what your what you're actually what that actual need is and you might be describing it wrong. So for example, Don, mm-hmm. where I'm going with this is you said, well, I need this occasional BDSM scene. One of the things we'll have to do is step back and say, do I need the occasional BDSM scene, which maybe's it? Well, well, or it might be I need intimacy, I need connection, I need time where you're just focused on me like I get with a BDSM scene. It's a lot to think about, and that's why it took us so long. I mean, it took us months going over needs and wants and inner reflection to figure out what it was that we want and redoing it 
like every year for the first six years as we learned what it was that we were looking for, because not all of us can label emotions. Not all of us know what our love language is or, you know, things like that. These, these are things that we learn over time. So another thing to keep in mind is, is let's say I need a BDSM scene once a week. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Right? Is that a, we're going to negotiate every Saturday night and set time aside every Saturday night and have a scene? Well, what is a scene? Is it 30 minutes? Is it an hour? Is it, you know, something that's pre-negotiated? Or is it when you bend me over the, the end of the couch and give me a caning, mm-hmm. you know, with, with no pre-planning? Right? Does that count as a scene? What is it that I'm getting from the scene? And like you said, is it the the focus of the person? Is it even you? Is it a scene? Is it our scene? Mm -hmm. So, you know, what is it, like you said, what is it that I'm looking for and not getting? Do I just want to feel cherished? And that feeling of being cherished comes through with a BDSM scene, but could also come through as something else, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, what is it? Have you looked deep to see what it is you're looking for? And the thing is, is that I don't want to um, brush off any of this, right? There are submissives out there that are not getting their needs met. What are oh, they yeah. supposed to do about it? Right? So, let, so let's play with one of those. Okay. Um and we just got as we were as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're working on the new book. One of the chapters I've spent a lot of time on recently is power exchange and polyamory. So let's say, for example, the situation is thus: we've determined that I have a new submissive, and I'm spending a lot of time with the new submissive. And this obviously wasn't in our, you know, in our negotiation before we started our relationship. We didn't know how this would impact us, right? So we've decided that you and I need a dedicated date night every other week. Mm-hmm. And that dedicated date night needs to be actually where I'm paying attention to you, right? We're going off on a real date. Right. We've identified that we go through the motions of it for the first, maybe the first two dates. And then on the third date, it's time for our date night. And I say, you know what? I'm just kind of tired tonight. And uh, I don't really feel like going out. Why don't we just stay home and watch Ghost? Side note. The BBC version of Ghost, which we're very much enjoying right now. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, at that point, you know, your needs aren't being met. But is it a big deal? Is it one time out of three? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Because for me, as someone that is on the submissive side, right... If you said that uh, we've done a couple and now it's the third one and you're tired and you've Mm -hmm. worked a lot that day and you really don't want to go out, me, I'm going to want to, you know, please you. So it's going to be second nature for me to go, you know, that's okay. Let's just stay in. I understand. You know, let's have some popcorn. Let's order a pizza. Let's do the thing. And, you know, let's just do that. So that that would probably work for that night. And then the next date night comes around. Are we going out or are we staying? Well, now we've kind of slid into a, well, maybe we could just stay home. That worked for us last time. And now we're going to do it again, right? Well, um, am I going to start feeling neglected? 
Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to slide into it or am I going to start feeling neglected? And now I f- don't feel like I can speak up because we've done it once and I was okay with it. We've done it twice and I was okay with it. So how do I bring it up? Because because now I'm feeling like my needs aren't being met. Right. And the big challenge here, and I want to I want to talk about how you're going to bring that up, because mm-hmm. the big challenge here is... We have this open communication policy. Now, granted, I, as the leader in this scenario, am already at fault because a a month or two ago we decided this is what you need. I agree to it. I'm going to make it happen. But now time has gone by. I say, is it cool if we skip? You say yes. Another time comes up. I say, is it cool if we skip? If you say yes, part of our agreement is I get to take you at your word. Now That is true. This is a double, again, I want to go back. This is a double-edged sword. I shouldn't be saying, it's okay to take a skip. Not two in a row, though. I should be, you know, keeping to those agreements. But in our scenario tonight, I am okay with it. And I am not aware that your needs, I'm not paying attention enough to you to realize your needs aren't being met. So how are you going to bring that up? Well, and I may not even know just yet right? Mm -hmm. I may not even know just yet. I may be, you know, I'm taking care of you. And when my focus gets on, I'm taking care of you, my stuff kind of slides sometimes, not that it should, but you know, sometimes it might. Well, after a little bit of time, now it's going to be, I'm not feeling good about this. What the hell happened? Oh, well, I kind of had my part in it. Should I even speak up sort of thing? But it's going to get to a point. So let's say it gets to a point where I'm literally feeling like my needs are not being Mm -hmm. met, right? They're not being met. I need to speak up. And so how am I going to speak up? Well, this is where we talk about the contract again, right? I know people aren't always necessarily wanting a contract or don't see the need of it. But here's one of those times where it's a tool. What did you guys agree on is your communication tool. I don't care if you use porch time. I don't care if you use meeting time. I don't care what you use. What is your communication tool that your follower can follow fall back on mm-hmm. knowing that they're allowed to bring up the situation in a certain way and, and not feel bad about it? And yeah, absolutely. Because I can hear... In my head, a lot of people saying, well, we're adults. We know how to communicate. Right. I hear that. Ugh. But yeah. the problem with that is uh, you as a follower, you know, we uh, a lot of our followers are very sensitive to the idea of... of uh, not being topping, disrespectful or... Not, topping topping from, the from the bottom. Not being disrespectful, right? So you have to have a, a way... That engagement method. Or sometimes we just hope you guys are going to be mind readers. And then we turn into a <laughs> passive aggressive mood. Right? Right. So then maybe old passive aggressive vanilla kicks in and you start slamming the cupboards. That's not going to go well. <laughs> so for us, one of the things that we do is we have a known key phrase that says, hey, this is serious. Pay attention. And I'm not trying to be a dick. You know, for us, it's sir, with all due respect. Mm-hmm. You know, that is our indicator that you need to, not only that you need to speak, but you need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's regardless, you know, we can get into the, like you were talking about, well, you could get into for, porch time or all these other communication tools. But a very simple one for us is for us along the way to continue to reinforce that you're allowed to say, 
sir, with all due respect, and then say anything you want after that. Mm-hmm. And that when you say that, I know, oh, I, it's time for me to pay attention, something significant, something that she's having trouble, diffi- some difficulty sharing about is on the plate. Right. So I love the code word part, but we also have another trick in that I can ask for a car ride. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, there's something that I really need to talk about and I really need to, because I'm an external processor, I really need to pull it out and look at it and talk about it and see what's going on. And can we do a car ride? Mm -hmm. And that car ride, when we lived in Columbus, used to be 270 around Columbus. It's about, what, a 45 minute ride Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or, you know, we could talk about it on the way somewhere. But um, usually it was it was around two seventy, and and that way we knew we had a locked in time to talk about this thing, and um, it usually went pretty well because that was kind of like some warning without being passive aggressive. It was a a pro, mm, not necessarily a proactive way, but um, an adult way. <laughs> <laughs> so, which at the beginning of our relationship, as we were trying to find our communication tools. <laughs> was not always a happy place for us, but we really needed a place where we could talk about things like this. But one of the keys here is that what you, going back to what you said earlier is that we masters, leaders, owners, dominance are not mind readers. readers, Right. And that it is when a follower's needs are not being met. One of the resolutions to that has to be the follower has to have the courage to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if it's an exploratory, like you were talking about in the car ride, right? We're not talking about, sir, with all due respect, you're completely shirking your responsibilities and you suck. But it can be a, um, hey, I need to explore this feeling that I've got. I feel like, you know, I've got this clearly understood need and I don't feel like it's being met. And I mm-hmm. want to talk to you about that to see if it's my impre- my interpretation of it or if there is some proactive measure we can do. And it could simply be with the example that we were using with the date night, right? It could simply be for me anyway, if I started this talk with you, we're in the car, we're going Mm -hmm. around 270. And it's like, you know, I remember expressing this need for a date night. And then I totally get that that one night you had, you know, work and blah, blah, blah. And, and we had a relaxing night. And it was really great, right? It was, it was really Mm -hmm. great. And, Then the next time, I can see why it was easy to fall into that, right? It's so much easier to just order a pizza and kick off your shoes than to get dressed up and go out, especially with us being introverts. But now I'm feeling the, the, I'm feeling the, the, I'm missing it. (laughs) I need to go back to what my need was. So on that second night, date night, when we stayed in and ordered pizza and I had the new uh, submissive come over and give me head during that, that you're saying I wasn't paying full attention uh, to you? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so, Dawn, I, I, so I think we got some, some great points about how that follower is going to get their needs met, one of them bringing it up. And, and you know what? If you're in this committed power exchange relationship and you've done your bit and your leader is still not meeting your needs – That's kind of a different conversation. That's a different conversation. Right. Because you might have to expand that out to, you know, uh, sir, with all due respect, you know what my needs are. You're not making, you're not meeting my needs. What are my options? Because, you know, I had, because they are needs. Right. Now, 
And, and this one, we'll, I don't know if we're going to be able to answer this one. We might have to find a guest to talk to this one. What if our leader is simply not capable, for whatever reason, of meeting those needs? Right. And I mean, I'm sure we could find some leaders, you know, to talk to about this. But what, you know, that's where you have to look at your options, so, I mean, it, you're going to be in a really tough place if you go to your leader and your leader is not able to provide this BDSM scene and you don't want to play with anybody else. Right. You know, we've had people come to us before going, you know what, I'm monogamous, so I need it from my master, but he's not capable or willing. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you because that's a rock in a hard place, right? If they're not able to but you need that from them, there is not, I have no advice. Right. We, we know at least two couples that had a very well-matched sex life. Mm-hmm. And the male-bodied person in that, in that relationship got prostate cancer and therefore not only was no longer able to, but no longer interested. Right. So that uh, one of those situations, I don't know how it turned out. The other situation, they ended up just turning to polyamory and swinging and maintained the relationship just fine. Right. And there's options with that too, right? There's options with how to do that and the the leader stay in charge of what's going on with that, if that's mm-hmm. what you want. And there's all kinds of dynamics you can put into that. But what... Uh, the hard part for me is is when a follower comes to me and says, you know, I've started this new thing, right? I've started this new relationship, and already I'm finding my needs aren't being met, but I can't find anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, should I settle? And I'm like, oh, having your needs not met, that is going to be such an unhappy situation. You know, their, their, their needs... You're, are are you going to end up stepping out on that person? <laughs> are you going to end up, what's going to end up happening for you to get your needs met? Mm-hmm. Yet you, you got to discuss it. You got to be proactive. And, you know, like Dan said, I think you used the word courageous or brave yes. or something like that. You got to, you got to be brave with what it is so that you can look at options. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah. If it, Let's say there was a certain type of play that I wanted to do and it was mm-hmm. a need. But you couldn't provide that certain type of play. It, 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 not to yuck on my yum, but right, it wasn't right. your yum and you weren't into it or whatever. So we would have to talk about that or I would always feel like I was keeping secrets. And I can't have a power exchange where I feel like I'm keeping secrets. And, and I like what you said about, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to settle Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being accepting of situations and tolerating the unacceptable. I mean, I'm a big fan of this whole... I mean, you and I talked about this earlier today. Um, when we started our relationship, we were a bright and springy 35 years old. And now <laughs> it's much further down the line, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we all... Regardless of what your views are of how the world works and all that kind of stuff, you got a short a limited time on this planet. So if you're going to stick it out with somebody, well, I like them, but, and I'm afraid, you know, I won't, I don't want to be lonely. So I'm just going to settle. 
I, I, I just don't think that's a great path. So I totally agree. Totally agree. That's how some of us get stuck in some very unsatisfying relationships. Yep. So, um, and it's actually a topic that I talk about on my older women's group. Hmm. You know, not settling just because we're older and we don't want to be alone. But uh, that's a whole topic in and of itself. Don, am I going to be able to meet older women at Kinky College? Absolutely. Good. <laughs> My problem is I don't know when I'm going to Kinky College. How would I possibly find out? Well, you could join our newsletter. <laughs> so I've actually been recommending that to people recently. So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And even if you hate newsletters, you get your awesome EA shout outs like Paul from Wisconsin. Zach from California. Peach from California. Not our peachy. A different peachy? I okay, so. awesome. Sarah from Utah. No E on that one. Just peach. Oh, got it. Uh, Fiona, fro- Fiona Rose from California, who we know. Sub Goddess from, oh, she was on one of my classes the other night. Sub Goddess from Toronto, Canada. And Karen from Ohio. I'm going to assume not snake hating Karen, but we don't know. <laughs> not snake hating Karen. <laughs> That's awesome. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. So, Kate, snake hating Karen. We were actually thinking about her today mm-hmm. as we went to a beach in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And as we're driving to the beach, it's like a, it's a, um, um, it used to be an old plantation or something. So it's mm-hmm. a dirt road, right? And it's also a wildlife preserve, maybe. Yep. So because there were signs all over the place that said, drive slow, don't hit our wildlife. And signs everywhere that said, don't run over our snakes. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> they were very clear they did not want to. Snake snakes run hating over. Karen would be going, run over the snakes, yes, run over speed up. all the snakes. <laughs> so, Don, one of the things that people are going to find in the newsletter is that we have uh, a couple classes, virtual classes coming up. One of them is going to be a kink demonstration. One of them about raising kids. And these classes came up as an about. These classes came up as an about. No. Well, if as, I repeat it a something. third time, will it make sense? <laughs> because... Uh, instead of as about, I will say because of a new uh, group on our Discord channel called As You Wish. And it's under our patron section, right? As where, You Wish. Where yeah. our listeners are just saying, hey, you know what I would like? I want this. And we're just saying, okay, that's that. We'll get that scheduled for you. So raising kids coming up, raising kings, kids, how to successfully raise children when you're in a kink or power exchange lifestyle and some actual kink demonstrations that I'm going to set up this new camera I've got. Right. And now that's for patrons only. Because of how naughty it is? Yeah. Okay. how naughty it is. So that's that's patrons only. But like Dan said, I will have all of these. I'll be creating the newsletter for March. Mm-hmm. We're in February of 2022. I will have the, the newsletter out in the next couple of days with all of our March March things that we're doing. We're going to be at Kinky College. We're like you said. We've probably the parenting class, the demo class, a couple of more patron chats, Eros Gathering, the SRT, the new DRT. Oh yeah. yeah also asked for by patrons, and a couple of other things. So we're going to be busy, busy in March. You can, uh, I mean, you could get a, you could do the newsletter. You can follow us on Fat Life as Dan and Dawn. You can do all kinds of stuff. You'll find us. 
Mm-hmm. So, Dawn, three new fetishes. We've moved into D and we're moving into E. Okay. The first one I will ask you about. Uh, you know what? Why don't you ask me about the first one? Because the second one, I think you might be more. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, not like we don't both talk about them anyway. Um, Dracophilia. Dracophilia? Dracophilia. Draco. Draco? That's what I'm going to say. Okay. A fetish for dragons. Fantasy fetish companies such as Bad Dragon, Bad Dragon, (laughs) make dragon dildos, including those that ejaculate. So, how do you feel about dragon sex? I don't feel about them anything at all. I don't want any dragon dildos in any of my orifices, and I've never masturbated and included dragons. Now, I've never watched Game of Thrones, so maybe I'm missing something <laughs> hot and exciting. So, so Bad Dragon is an awesome company that um, has actually supported me and Dan with donations to some of our auctions that we've had at BTL and PXS. So there have been a lot of Bad Dragon um, items there that people were able to bid on. And then George, my purple tentacle dildo from mm-hmm. many 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 years ago was also a bad dragon but he and wasn't a dragon dildo he was not a dragon dildo he was a tentacle dildo yes. by bad dragon but bad dragon does have dragon dildos and they do ejaculate and they do ejaculate and it's um yeah that's part of my whole even though they don't have tentacles that's part of my whole alien hmm we might have to have another show about that sometime because it's expanded from tentacles. <laughs> Speaking of things that I think that you're going to enjoy talking about, okay. I, I don't know about this one. I can't say that. Uh, well, I, I guess we've done this, but DVP, that would be the double, double, double vaginal penetration. <laughs> double, double. Um, you sound like double mint gum. <laughs> double, double your pleasure with yes. double vaginal presen- <laughs> penetration. penetration. Uh, this w- could be two penises or it could be a penis and a toy. You and I have done a penis mm-hmm. and a toy. Um, one of the caveats is bring plenty of lube and maybe only one partner has room to thrust if you're going to go double penis. Have you done a double penis? I have not. I've done the penis and toy, like you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not done the double penis. It's very hard. It's hard enough for me to try to find a DP, let alone a DVP. With a DP, which is vaginal anal, at least the dudes are separated. Right, right. <laughs> they, they can. <laughs> so, and um, hell, I haven't been able to make that happen except a couple of tries that didn't work out. And um, but the DVP, man, I'm a larger, short girl. I don't know that I can get two guys into the same spot logistically. Mm-hmm. Would I like it? Hell yeah, that would be hot. Friction and the mm. <laughs> one that would be a lot of penetration too. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just thinking about because of the way that my dick is bent. It would be really weird for me to be mm. one of those guys. Although I guess it would probably be tight enough that it straighten one of my dicks out. <laughs> straighten one of your dicks out. Yes, so <laughs> you have more than one. <laughs> and finally, Dawn, um, on the list we have what exhibitionism. A common fetish for being naked and performing sexually in front of a person or persons. So they mention um, masturbating as a mild form of this kink. Um, 
And then you could, of course, go further out, sex in public. Um, we've done some of this. Am I? <laughs> I've done a lot more than <laughs> what we've done. Yes, that, that is true. Um, I don't know that I know about all of them, but am I an exhibitionist? Are you an exhibitionist or do you like to play on your partner's exhibitionism? Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm getting stuck at. I think, I don't know if I'm an exhibitionist or not, or if it's more of a making the, the impact it has on you being forced into a exhibitionist sort of situation. Because mm-hmm. I like to, I am an exhibitionist, but you're right. I do like it forced out of me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like that whole power exchange dynamic of being told to do it. But you tell me to do it because you know that I enjoy it. So, you know, that kind of like feeds on itself. But no, this one line that they have here, it says, um, masturbating for your partner is a mild form of this kink, but performing in sex windows or at BDSM shows and parties is a safe way to explore this fetish. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I did once while you were away with another partner <laughs> was um, I went to the swing club mm-hmm. and the kink group, right? The local kink group was upstairs having their um, dungeon party mm-hmm. on the second floor. And what I decided was I hung out there for a little while. And then I decided I was going to go into the swing club downstairs into their viewing room. Okay, now the viewing room after 11 o'clock, I think it is, only couples are allowed in there and you have to be naked when you walk through the doors, right? They don't want any looky-loos, they don't want any singles, they don't, all the singles had to be outside of the glass windows, they Mm -hmm. had to watch the glass Mm -hmm. windows. Well, I went up to the guard and I'm like, you know, I know you don't let single guys in here, but as a single woman... Am I allowed in here? I'll walk in naked and I will master. I don't want to join anybody. I just want to masturbate in front of the window. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I haven't had that question before. Shit, yeah. (laughs) And part of my head was like, ooh, well, that's kind of rude because just because I'm a woman, I'm allowed in, but the guys aren't allowed in. But, you know, whatever. So I I went ahead and did it. and, And that's what I did was I masturbated watching all the people around me. So I'm also a little bit voyeuristic. Mm -hmm. But... I masturbated in front of the window. Mm -hmm. So that was my exhibitionism part. That was really fucking hot. I would do that again. Well, we should. (laughs) Um, Just a real random sort of thing, by the way, Dawn. I don't know if you know this, but Sub Kitty was fucked from behind like the whore that she is with a belt pulled tight around her neck. Wow. When did that come in? Why did I not see that? I was on some random group on fet life or something and i i don't know if i follow sub kitty or somebody else who i know anyway um she posted i got fucked last night ask me how and i said okay so i asked her (laughs) and then i said oh wow that's pretty cool can i mention it on the podcast she said oh that'd be so humiliating yes yes please So there you go. Well, you've actually, I mean, we've done things like you fucked me in the middle of the dungeon, mm-hmm. having me act like an animal, you know, so the humili- the sensual humiliation is in there, along with the exhibitionism, along with the power exchange, because you're making me do it. For clarity's and- sake, though, hold on. 
I didn't make you act <laughs> like an tell, animal. I made tell you. The whole story. No, I just want to say I made you make a dog animal noise. noises. That is true. I did not make you act like an animal. Don't have me added to fetishes I don't no, have. No, that is true. That is true. So you made me bark like a dog. The problem was I was in subspace. <laughs> so my barking like a dog, my brain fried and I'm like, arf? <laughs> Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> You're very confused, the dog at that. So... Yeah, that was that was that was silly and and fun at the same time. <laughs> so, Don, this week when it comes to uh, tentacles, n- who gives a fuck? Because I got something much better than tentacles. You did, and that was a hot picture. Yes, I got a Valentine's cookie on boobs. Indeed. So. Uh, somebody put that on the Discord channel for us. That was the peachy, <laughs> and. Um, I felt felt very proud and very um I don't know what's that word honored honored oh yes. nice now, it that, was that a really picture was good up. picture it was, it was a really good picture. picture yeah I would so, eat that cookie and it was really cool because it was somebody we knew doing it for you yes that's that the made hot it very part. special so you can find us on Instagram I have been posting memes and you know personal memes that I actually make with my own pictures I've taken places I really like that. And different things that we're doing during the day. You can find us on Instagram as Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast. We just on up a podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dane and Dawn at the Twitter or FetLife. And we're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links on the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email Email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>